Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. You know, we have to make some hard decisions, and uh, that's the hardest part about this. There's a lot of guys that have, you know, really bled and fought and worked hard for us for the last six weeks, and so um, yeah, we're, we're really, you know, proud to have been a part of them. But, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, keep the best 53 and, and uh, get some guys on the practice squad and. Uh, move forward. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Anish Shroff with Panther Talk, live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. A busy, busy Monday in Pantherland. Carolina makes a trade. We've got a roster crunch coming up. Active rosters have to be set at 53 by 4 p.m. Tuesday. There are injuries to sort through after the Friday game against New England. We'll hear from head coach Matt Rule. We'll hear from Rashard Higgins. We'll hear from Mike Golick Jr. on the Panthers' offensive line. But we we have real news to get to off the top, Jim. Panthers making a trade, and with the roster crunch coming tomorrow, uh, there's a lot of ways to go with this. Carolina acquires a wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault, from Jacksonville for right now what is an undisclosed draft pick. What's your read into the dominoes that fall from this trade? Yeah, that's a great question because receiver, we've talked about it on this show before, the roster, fairly crowded, but I think going for a different type of receiver, a guy that was a second-round pick out of Colorado, so he was valued highly in the 2020 draft. Uh, of course, for the the Panthers, you know, they've got a lot of depth at that position, but it's maybe more physical kind of a wide receiver. A little bit Debo Samuelish in that he's run the ball 29 times over his first two years, uh, let alone uh, Eugene. Uh, catching the ball here, but about 600 yards in each of his first two years. No touchdowns last year, five the year before. But uh, I think, again, they're seeing kind of some untapped NFL potential heading into his third year. And then here's the other thing that you've got to put into that mix is that you become a blocking receiver also. The fact that – remember Hines uh, Ward would go down and just make devastating blocks? One of a kind. I mean, just one of a kind guy who could just – Masin Muhammad. Exactly. Masin Muhammad – that's almost a lost art because everybody wants to look, you know, kind of fancy, catch the ball, do the thing. I get it, but this is a lost art in being able to run block at the at the uh, wide receiver position. And here I'm told, yeah, he can run block, and so that means if you can't run block, and that tells us a little bit about where maybe where the Panthers are going as far as maybe running a little bit more, then you become maybe a little bit more expendable. What does Ben McAdoo want to be? He wants this to be a downhill physical. downhill team. Run first offensive team. And oh, by the way, Chenault 
played for McAdoo two years ago, and McAdoo was in Jacksonville. Yeah, and here it is. You when you you don't expect receivers to go ahead and come up and light you up at in this, you know whether you're the safety that's dropping down. You kind of figure out, okay, I can go ahead and run through this guy here. And when you run against a receiver that's very, very tough, it makes your job that much, much more uh, tougher because of the physicality. I think that Chenault may bring some physicality to this position. DJ Moore is a physical guy. Uh, he kind of, you know, reminds me a little bit of that, and not a little bit like Debo, as you said, because he can run after the catch and make you miss and run through you. I think people forget, too, because he's had shortened seasons the last two years. A healthy Christian McCaffrey, if he's out there the entire Watch year, out. will catch 80 to 100 passes. So your receiver's numbers are all going to come down because he's going to be a big focal point in the offense receiving the ball. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the guy that we need to probably focus on is is going to be McCaffrey. He's a guy at the backfield. He's going to get the, the, the number of touches. No doubt about that. Everybody else is going to be ancillary, peripheral. You know, and if you have 60 catches, that's going to be pretty good. That'd be pretty good because I'm expecting McCaffrey's going to have somewhere about 85, 90 catches. You know, when we started to do the math over the last few days, who's going to make the roster and everyone's got their projections. When you looked at the wide receiving group, you looked at DJ Moore, you looked at Robbie Anderson, I put Terrace Marshall in there. Shy Smith has earned his spot. Yes. Uh, Rashard Higgins with his connection and his past with Baker Mayfield. And then Andre Roberts. Pro Bowl kick returner in three of the last four seasons. Upgrading special teams was a big part of the offseason. You kind of felt that you know, those six, maybe a Zilstra if you carry seven, this now changes the it receiver changes. math a little bit. One of these guys that we thought was safe probably won't be. You know, somebody's going to lose a position. I mean, you just can't have that many receivers and to utilize it all. Don't forget, also, Baker Mayfield is a guy who's going to Distribute the ball where he sees fit based on it's, – it's not going to be like, oh, i got to have a favorite receiver. No, it's going to be like wherever I throw the ball, catch it. You know, that's that's what it's going to be because the focus, I think, is going to be downhill running and McCaffrey's going to be a focus. I don't see the receivers being the guys on the team to, to take you to, to a Super Bowl. I see them being a part of the team and to go ahead and move the chains. Sometimes you just flash with a big play. But other than that, I see this offense being a downhill offense and McCaffrey being the guy. And D.J. Moore is a receiver that is known for, obviously, the, the run after the catch. You can throw shorter passes to him, and then he becomes a running back on the short slants and the shorter passes. So to your point, even in the pass game, they'll take their deep shots. I mean, every team has to loosen up a defense to take the top off, and you've got Robbie Anderson and guys with some top-end speed who can do that. But like you said, 90-whatever percent of the offense is going to be physical, Gio Ricci blocking, you know, <laughs> fullback, tight end, H-back kind of role. So it's it's going to be kind of old-school football in a lot of and ways. And when they do that slip screen, that right, that right now play where you got the receivers that line up way on the outside and one receiver is going to go ahead and block and the receiver is going to catch the ball, that's a big play. I need somebody to be able to catch the rock and maybe break a tackle. Because typically you got a free safety, someone's coming down that you have to break a tackle. You're not going to get out there clean. And so now you bring Chenault. He's another big guy who can break a tackle. 6'1", 230 pounds, former second-round pick out. out of Colorado. <laughs> Jacksonville the last two seasons, now a Panther, adding depth to the receiver room and also a bit of intrigue before cut day. All right, we have more to do here on Panther Talk. We'll still hear from Matt Rule, the Panthers head coach. There's a human side to this. We'll hear from Eugene about that, too. One of the hardest days in a player's mm. career for many of the guys will be tomorrow at 4 p.m. All that 
when Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. I thought we had good chemistry. You know, obviously DJ didn't play that much. Robbie was out. Christian was out. Ian was out. I thought the other guys stepped up. Uh, you know, did a nice job of extending plays on drives. Uh, I thought the touchdown pass to Shy was an excellent job by Baker kind of playing outside the X's and O's. So a lot of things I was pleased with. Um, a lot of things to work on, though. You know, third and, you know, third and one at the one-yard line, couldn't knock it in. The fourth and one, we, uh, third and one, you know, later we couldn't knock it, you know, get the first down. So there's some things that we obviously know we have to work on. But that was the point of playing in this preseason game to, to really see, hey, when, it, when it's live, you know, where are we? And I think we have a better picture now. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panther Talk continues with head coach Matt Rule. Coach Tuesday, difficult today from a human perspective. You see all these guys in camp. You've known them sometimes multiple years. Um, As a coach, how how do you walk that fine line between knowing these guys and then the business side of football? Well, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's the hardest part of this, okay? Because we have we have relationships with every player, and our relationships are not built on how talented a guy is or how much production he has. They're based on the human element. And so, you know, with that being said, this is a business, and it's a business of winning. Uh, you have to make tough roster, roster cuts. And my message to the guys is, you know, everyone can't be on this team, but you can certainly be part of our family. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have to go different directions. Sometimes tough things happen. But uh, we can certainly enjoy each other while we're together and appreciate that. And I uh, I want every player to know who plays for me that you know I'm there for them with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, there's opportunities too for some of these guys with the practice squad. What do you look for when selecting who's on that practice squad? Well, you know, um, I think Scott does a great job of really laying out sort of a couple different visions. You know, you have 16 guys on that practice squad. It's changed, you know, since COVID started, and they kept it. You know, so we'll we'll have some guys who maybe are older players, a little more experienced in our offense and defense. If we have an injury, if someone's sick, that they can be elevated and play in that game. And then we try to keep some young developmental players. You know, guys who we think, hey, you know what? In a year, a guy like you know, Sullivan, like hey, he was on the practice squad last year. Now he's playing for us. So I, you know, it's kind of twofold. Hey, dependable guys that can go in and help us as needed, and another group of guys that hey, you know what? These guys will. This guy has a chance to develop and and uh, take a look at him. The injuries, uh, let's start with Sam Darnold. How, how does that change the roster math? Well, you know, uh, obviously now the NFL has short-term IR. If it's longer than four weeks, you know, we still don't have the exact date on, on Sam's uh, injury, but it looks like it's going to be probably at least four weeks. So, you know, we'll, um, we'll uh, you know, we'll, if need be or if, if we can, put him on short-term IR. Obviously we have uh, Baker, we have PJ, you know, uh, uh, Matt's already gone to IR, so – um, but, you know, Scott does, and his staff do a great job of keeping options open, looking for other guys that are out there. And, you know, we're always one play away from needing another guy. So, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of different options for us with Sam. Right now our focus with him is, you know, just getting him healthy. Same goes with kicker. Obviously losing Zane, tough blow. Um, a couple of guys in today. Is that a decision that you expect to make uh, by Tuesday, 4 p.m., or can you wait on that? Yeah, I think um, I think uh, you, know, you know Scott brought some guys in today. We'll take a look at the we'll take a look at them. Uh, we did take a look at them. Um, there's some guys, you know, there's some roster cuts and some teams that have two kickers, so the, that brings some other guys into the market. And I think you know when we know, you know, Scott will pull the trigger and, and get the guy in. Where do you feel the hardest decisions could be as you whittle this thing to 53? Yeah, probably at positions like you know on the offensive line. You know, at positions like. Um, at uh, receiver, you know, we have a lot of different guys that have played for us. You know, at safety, it, it can be really difficult. So, 
uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of positions where guys have played a lot of football for us, and um, you know we uh, we. Uh, we, we trust them. We know that they can play, but you can only have so many. And so uh, there's been a lot of conversations, you know, really all across the board. Uh, that, that is the hardest part of this. What's the value of a guy who's just a cornerback and maybe fourth, fifth on the depth chart versus a special teamer you now who can also, you know, fill in a cornerback but may not be as good as that guy who's just a corner, let's say? You know, when you look at the game and you take out field goal and field goal block, you know, you're playing about 17 to 20 plays of special teams. You know, punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return. So, when you have a guy that's a four-core special teams player, uh, you know he's playing on 20 plays a game. He's affecting huge swings of momentum, huge swings of yardage. So, if a guy can be a difference maker, not not a guy who can just do it, but a guy who can be a difference maker, to me they jump to the top of the list. They become like a starter in my mindset. So, you know, we've done a great job this training camp. Chris Tabor has of giving different guys reps, giving different guys opportunities, and and um, you know now we'll just have to kind of uh, uh, you know see hey who who fits the special teams the best and can also help us as a backup at you know at, on offense or defense. Matt, last thing, Baker's going to have close to three weeks before that week one game against Cleveland as the number one guy. What's important for him during the stretch? I think it's just continuing to expand um, not just the knowledge, but the awareness of the details, the timing, the uh, the checks. You know, As we get into a game week, you start looking at an opponent, applying what we do to that opponent and being really honed in on that. And you know, he's still working. He's still you know working day to day at like our, our footwork, our 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 structure, our technique. You know, it's different than what he's done. And, and um, you know, the thing I love about it though is every day I think he gets a little bit better, gets a little bit more comfortable, and we want to keep pushing him so that you know he gets comfortable being uncomfortable. Broadcast Roundtable is brought to you by Sitgo. Keep your engine clean with Tri Clean Sitgo gasoline. Sitgo, let's go together. And Shroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki. Eugene, this is real. Yes. In the locker room, you get down to Tuesday at 4 p.m., rosters trimmed from 80 to 53. That's a third of the roster. 27 guys are going to get cut. Some will have a spot on the practice squad with Carolina or somebody else. For, for some, this, this is, is the end of who they are and what they are in terms of football being a part of their identity. It might be the last time they ever see a football field as a professional. Absolutely. There's a lot of tears involved. This, this is a relationship game. And when you're in preseason, this is about relationships. You're in the locker room with these guys. You're in the meeting room with these guys. You're, you, you do everything together. And then cut day comes. And then sometimes they cut and you don't never see them again. And this is the reality of it because everybody can't make the team. We, we get it. And that's why you have to plan when you're in college. You have to make sure that you have – Something that you could do that's functional so when you transition from football, because it's going to happen either sooner or later, that you're able to do something. And that's a very, very difficult thing because when you've been the best in high school and the best in college, you just think that you're the best. And you find out in the National Football League, oh, you're just somebody that's expendable. You were telling us in the commercial, you were doing what when you were playing for the Seahawks just in case something happened? Yeah, in 1985, I wrote software for this company called TCON. It was a research and development company. I'm, I'm a software guy. Uh, that's my major. And so during the offseason, I wrote software, C and Assembler, for research and development. That's what I did. I was messing with ASCII language, EBSIDIC, all that type of stuff that we would do. I was doing all that stuff because 
I didn't know if I was going to have a job or not. Did, did you see that one coming, Jim? <laughs> yeah. No, here we are 35 years later. They're still waiting for him to come into that field of work because he made a life out of football. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but those are the things that you think about because there's only 3.2 years that you get a chance to go ahead and enjoy this, you know, this 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 career in this game. And if if you're not one of those guys who's five, six years and you're less than 3.2 years or you're just one year or just a training camp, then you better figure out what you're going to get and do. And that's why your identity cannot be wrapped up in football. It has to be wrapped up in who you are, what your mom did, what your dad did, all that stuff, as opposed to I'm a football player. Because football will end, and sometimes it ends whether, whether you like it or not. All right. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Let's start with some good news. Bradley Bozeman, big center, was back, returned to practice today. They're on the field today, by the way, off uh, tomorrow they'll practice Wednesday, Thursday. Sam Darnold, we know with the ankle injury, is out a minimum of four weeks. We're not sure of the extent as far as a, uh, the uh, the maximum amount of time he might be out. Zane Gonzalez, of course, uh, with the groin injury as they auditioned, I think, five kickers, they said today. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Yeah, the kicking situation is going to be interesting because you, know, you start to look at it. There's some options here. You know, teams that have multiple kickers in camp, you have some free agents. You don't necessarily need to get one before Tuesday at 4 p.m. You could, if you wanted to, you know, potentially take a Sam Darnold, put him on IR at 4.01, and then sign yep. a kicker, right? Yep, mm-hmm. you can. This is, there's a lot of flexibility in that. And the fact that you got this two-week, almost two weeks, to make a decision, you're not really pressed to make a decision right now. And that's a good thing uh, because, uh, you know, Zane is very, very good. Yeah. He is really good at what he does. And now having to replace that, knowing that you're going to get an automatic three points, well, automatically three points is just not a guarantee. And so, But there's a number of guys who do this job and who will get cut that you can go ahead and cherry pick from. Yeah, Zane Gonzalez, 23 out of 25 last year. Beast. With the Panthers. All right, still to come, Jim Zoki had a chance to catch up with Rashard Higgins. We know he's got that chemistry with Baker Mayfield. Those two played together in Cleveland. We will hear from Hollywood Higgins. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Mayfield rolls to his right. He's got Foreman, one-handed catch, angles in for six. Mayfield's got time, rolling to his right, throwing, end zone, caught, touchdown, Shy Smith. I feel great about this team. Uh, I feel great about the guys up front and the weapons we have in skill position. So, and it's, you know, we haven't been out there as a complete unit yet. And so <clears throat> that's why the line of communication within the meetings and during practice, and even, you know, we didn't have everybody playing, but we can still learn from this tape and talk about it as a complete unit to, to be on the same page when we get out there. Um, I, I'm 100% confident in this group that we have and going forward. So been just feeling really, really grateful for this group that we've had that welcomed me in here. Back to Anish Roth, Eugene Robinson, and Jim Zoki with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. One of the new Panthers this year, lots of them, but Rashard Higgins, Panthers wide receiver. To this point, uh, how's the Bennett McAdoo offense, everything treating you as far as being a Carolina Panther? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Um, just this new, new theme. Um, ben McAdoo's system, you know, um, Odell was telling me all about it before I was when I had got here, and he was telling me that I was gonna like it. And truth be told, bro, I like it, and I'm having fun. Baker said it was more complicated than any of the offenses he ran in Cleveland. Do you, do you find it to be that same way for you? 
it can be confusing sometimes, but once you get down, once you get it down, start studying, locking it in, um, you, you start to get it and you start to see why why McAdoo has certain things in the offense the way he does. And we'll, you guys will see this year how we run it. it, it it's going to look like we're having fun. How's that receiver's room? You've got DJ and Robbie and uh, Terrace Marshall yourself, Shai Smith, some guys, Andre Roberts, kick returner as well. How's that room in terms of what you've worked with before and how much do you like this one? I love that we're, we're competing. You know, um, everybody's making each other better, and there's no hate towards it. There's no one guy above the, the next. It's, it's just all love. You get what I'm saying? Um with that being said, I'm me and Andre are like the the older ones in the group, so it's like guys are leaning on us for for questions and things like that. So in the meetings, I'm I'm outgoing. I'm asking coach like, why is it this way? Why is it this? So I'm just trying to get a clear understanding, helping younger guys know why I've been in the league seven years. So this is not my first rodeo. So whatever I can do to help. Um, and help us win, I'm all for it. What's the Panther version of Baker Mayfield like compared to the Cleveland version you played with four years up there? Oh, he got the same mindset, and that's win. You know, um, doing extra stuff off the field, doing extra stuff in the meeting room. You know, he he's trying to take it there. So we're, we're all locked in with him, and we can't wait to see how he takes, how far he takes this team got here first were you excited when you got the news that he was coming on board and then obviously becoming the starter oh absolutely you know that's been my boy since since he got drafted to Cleveland and I'm rooting for him we're all rooting for him he's got a big personality he's been kind of holding it back a little bit you think he's the starter we might see a little bit more personality uh hopefully he shows a little bit more you know he's still trying to figure out a thing or two about the about the team um so we'll we'll, we'll see Let's let's see how how good he fits in with it, with everything and see where it goes. The last thing, of course, the opener, we all know circled Cleveland Browns. You guys going against your former team. How much fun and uh, anticipation do you have for that game? Oh, we can't wait. That's all we can say. We can't wait. And that is Panthers and former Cleveland Browns wide receiver Richard Higgins. More on Panther Talk right after this. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Second and seven from the 39, Keenum under pressure, can't get away, he's sacked. Keenum takes the high snap, gets rid of it quickly, it's batted in the air, knocked around, and into the hands of Jeremy Chin for a Panther interception. Little zone read, Darnold keeps. Fires a steel hammer, stiff arm, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. They have a lot of hard decisions to make, you know, in terms of the roster, which I think speaks to the health of the roster and how much how much improvement we've made. You know, there's still some areas where, you know, we're trying to make some decisions and figure out, hey, who's the depth guy here? But in terms of kind of like our starters and where we are with everything, I think we feel really good about those guys. So uh, it's a long season. There will be injuries. We have to do a great job. You know, we take our practice squad very seriously. We have to develop those guys because a lot of those guys will play late in the year. I think the overall health of the roster in terms of the depth of it is good. There's some areas we have to we have to address. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panther Talk continues and we bring in a special guest, former colleague of mine from ESPN, now with DraftKings, Mike Golick Jr. And uh before we dive into some some Panther Talk here, Mike, I, I understand this is a 
This is quite the weekend for you. You've got a big promotional celebration coming up. Let me tell you what, Anish, uh, not since we shook the foundation of democracy, the world, and food at large in the Duke's Mayo Bowl have I been set for such a momentous occasion. I have Mike Golick Jr. bobblehead night coming up this week at the AA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies, Hartford, Connecticut's very own Hartford Yard Goat. So I'm excited to go out there. My bobblehead is actually pretty handsome, and i got to throw out the first pitch, which means I can't put this thing in the dirt or I'm never going to hear the end of it from my dad and my family. Oh, wow, yeah. So you got to show off the baseball skills. And, you know, my goal was to make sure we could hear you say yard goats over our airwaves. So mission accomplished. <laughs> there we go. Nothing better than that there. The number one double-A ballpark in America three years running. Respect the yard, everybody. <laughs> uh, we respect Hartford. We respect the yard goats. We respect nearby hard-hitting New Britain. But I, I want to bring it back to some Panther football, buddy. You and I, we saw Iki Aquanu a couple of times last year in college. Carolina's first-round pick, the offensive line, has, has been an issue the last couple of years. Left tackle here has been a revolving door for years. You played offensive line at Notre Dame. You had some stints with various practice squads and, and, and in training camp. When you turn on the film, what, what is that first thing, O-line to O-lineman, that jumps out to you about Iki? I'd say just how much power he's able to generate, man. Like, so my first training camp, I went to training camp with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I had been a center and guard my entire college, really, football career. And I lined up at the first rookie minicamp playing right tackle. And the thing that immediately was avail- you know, apparent to me was, man, I don't have the lower body power to push off and get out to a spot to get in front of these really athletic pass rushers that I'm going against in practice every day, it was harder for me to do that. You turn on the tape with Iki Aquano and you see him push when he's on his game. He can push and get to that spot as fast, powerfully, and as smooth as any lineman you're going to see. And that's before we get to the run blocking where when he gets moving on the perimeter, we've seen him dump truck guys. We've seen him get on defenders so fast they're not quite prepared for it. So it really is a unique set of physical gifts and not only how fast and sudden and powerful he is, but how smooth he makes that look is very uncommon for someone playing his position, even at the NFL level. All right. You gave me a very easy follow-up here because you mentioned lower body. All right. What is it about a certain part of the lower body, the backside (laughs) that gets everybody going crazy about these offensive linemen? Yeah, listen, we like big butts. We cannot lie. It is just the way that we're wired up front here. And uh, honestly, Anisha, it's a very functional thing. You want a low center of gravity uh, on these guys. You want that power to be coming from the hips. Because, again, you can be a big, strong, muscle-bound, upper-body guy. And in high school and college, when you're that much bigger and stronger than guys, you can wrestle them upper-body-wise. You can get good-looking pancakes. And you can go out and do what we saw Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa do, who is now gone to the New Orleans Saints is one of their top draft picks. But when you get to the highest levels and you're going against competition that's close to you athletically, you're going to rely on what you can do, both moving people out of the holes in the run game and getting to that spot like we talked about in the past game. All of that is centered around your ability to anchor because in high school, people barely have any moves on the defensive line as pass rushers. In college, you're lucky to have a defensive lineman that's got one really good pass rush move in his plan. In the NFL, these guys have a move, a counter move, and then something after that that you've got to be prepared for. 
And all of that you have to defeat with incredible balance and that ability to redirect, hold your ground, and try and move on the fly. And that all comes from the lower body and really those beautiful, beautiful backsides we see every Sunday. So when you're scouting an offensive lineman and you look at a guy like Icky, the first thing that that you look at is does he does he have the the lower backside? Yeah, can he, can he drop an anchor when he needs to? And as you and I both saw, there is very, you know for an offensive line room at NC State that was handing out actual bottles of maple syrup for pancakes on Sundays after their games. It is no surprise that the backsides are doing pretty well on that group. There's the other part of it, though. We've seen Icky move people and displace people, and as the, uh, the the Joe Moore folks like to say, move somebody from point A to point B against their will. We've seen him do that in the run game. He's incredibly gifted at that in the run game. There have been uh, some hiccups, a bit of a learning curve in terms of pass pro here in preseason camp and the first few preseason games that we've had. What is it about that adjustment, pass pro at this level versus run blocking? Yeah, I think so much of pass pro at this level is from the neck up. And that's not to say Icky's you know, ill-equipped there. He's an incredibly intelligent player, and you can see that show up on his tape back in college. But there's no doubting that his pass pro fundamentals were definitely not as far along as, let's say, what he was doing in the run game. But also, Anish, it's how you have to process. And at the NFL level, opposing defenses are going to throw so much at you. And even looking in the preseason where you're getting comparatively more vanilla uh, looks, what you saw in some spots, especially I go back and look against like the New England Patriots, you see teams that are going to do a lot of moving and stunting, using D-line games up front where you've got to be aware when you walk up there pre-snap. What is the possibility I could get on this play? What's the thing that could hurt us the most? And how do I help the guy next to me? And I know now for Carolina, as they get the offensive line set, you've got that group you believe you're going to walk into week one with and try and build some continuity. A lot of what you saw trouble Icky was having issues identifying those games beforehand. They're being on the same page as the offensive guard next to him. And so then once you have an issue with that once or twice, you maybe start to doubt yourself in the one-on-one rush more. You start to set with those things in mind. And we heard this all the time with Sam Darnold, but chase ghosts. In the offensive line world, we'd say you're, you're, you're cheating the look. You're, you're blocking what you think is coming and not what actually happens. And so I think a lot of what he's had issues with in the preseason are things that are going to be eradicated or be helped out with time and reps with the guys next to him over a long course of this season as they all get used to playing with each other. Yeah, no doubt. This is an offensive line that has been vastly upgraded from a season ago. Uh, Mike, I know you're following the entire NFL landscape at large, and when you zoom out, you look at the NFC South, uh, the ageless Tom Brady decided to come back. That makes Tampa the, the de facto favorite in the division. New Orleans and Atlanta going through a, a transitional period. Where do you see the Panthers fit in? in this NFC South? Uh, I, I would definitely say right now it, it's going to be them certainly above Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to have to go through a lot of growing pains before this gets get, gets better. I, I don't think, despite the upgrades in the receiver room and what a basketball team they've put together there, that defense is still going to struggle to stop people. And so for Carolina, you've got a much better defense than that. You've got a defense that was super exciting last year. 
the New Orleans Saints might have one of the best defenses in football. So that's uh, also a different conversation. It's really going to be, can Baker Mayfield continue to maintain that sharp look that he's had towards the end of this preseason? Because what they get out of him versus what the Saints get out of Jameis Winston is going to decide what the second chair in that division looks like. And if Jameis Winston can stay healthy and he can produce at the level he was doing in a short sample size last year, Listen, New Orleans has lost out a little bit. The offensive line lost one of their best players in Teron Armstead, and now Trevor Penning, their top pick, has been injured and could be out indefinitely. So I think there's room for Carolina in an expanded playoff, in an NFC that we know top to bottom isn't as strong as its AFC counterpart, to potentially be one of those teams vying for that seventh wild card spot if Baker Mayfield goes back out and looks like the 2020 version of himself and not the version that we saw last year playing beat up for most of the year. He is Mike Golick Jr. Mike, we have our first Panthers game of the season a week from Sunday, and it'll just be a, a few booths down from where you dunked an Oreo in mayonnaise and convinced me to do it. And I will tell you this before we, we sign off here. I walk around the building, and every now and then you'll just come up on a, on a jar of mayonnaise. It's still here. Listen, I feel like the ghosts of that mayonnaise and that entire experience are going to haunt that stadium for quite some time. And I'm just happy that they're going to have you carrying on the proud legacy and tradition of that moment at that stadium for Panthers home games on Panthers football all season long. They couldn't have a better ambassador, both for the team and for the brand of dunking strange things with mayonnaise. We will dunk and dip uh, a week from Sunday. He's Mike Golick, Jr. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Any Shroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki with you. Uh, next to last segment here on Panther Talk. Won't make the uh, same mistake we made last week, saying goodbye at the end of this segment, so stick around. Uh, we did have our final preseason game on Friday, 21-0 win against the Bills. The downside of that, Jim, Injuries, and, and the Sam Darnold injury was the one that complicates things. He's going to be out, you mentioned it earlier, at least four weeks. They're trying to get a full timetable on how long he might be out. But now you start to look at that quarterback room, and, and once you get past the starter in Baker Mayfield, it's thin. I mean, we all know it's the most important position. No offense to the safety in the That's room. That's right. But it's the most important position, and so you want a quality backup, obviously. Guys started a lot in this league, so you felt like – if needed to to kind of come in for a period of time, spot start, whatever the case might be, uh, that Sam Darnold's that guy. And all of a sudden we were sitting here four weeks ago going, Matt Corral, the rookie, we had Sam Darnold, and now we're down to two. And, of course, we all think there'll be uh, more after the roster cutdowns to get back to three. Uh, you need at least for practice to have another quarterback out there, somebody on the practice squad, or maybe it'll be somebody that uh, that is uh, a veteran. So we'll see what they do uh, with that position to kind of replace Sam, but it's going to be at least a month, as Anish said. Luckily, it wasn't a break or anything like that. It could have been the way it looked. I mean, it's one of those things that looked really bad when it first happened. You started thinking, could this be season ending? But so maybe in some ways, fortunate that's just a high ankle sprain. But can you imagine, Sam Darnold, you know, first of all, you got to deal with the Baker Mayfield thing, all right? And you got to deal with that publicly. And everybody's asking you, hey, is this a competition, all this stuff? And you got to say all the right stuff. And then when you get in the game, then you have an injury. That could have really been a season injury, and now maybe you're out four to six weeks. It's like, man, I can't catch a break. You're trying to catch a break so that you can go ahead and be that guy just in case 
Baker Mayfield goes down that you can step in, and now you're not you can't even do that. But then conversely, now PJ Walker, we're thinking about there's no room with the rookie Matt Corral. Exactly. All of a sudden, here we are a week and a half, two weeks later. It's like PJ's number two right now. You know he's you know he's not expendable because you've got to have somebody who knows the offense. So you got to find somebody off the waiver wire to go ahead and bring in. And this is what Scott Fitterer's job. This is you know it gets really interesting because this is what you do. You have to all these contingent plans that you have to plan for because the quarterback is the number one position. This is a quarterback-driven league. And if your quarterback's not happening, you're not happening as a team at all. So I feel bad for Sam Darnold, but that's the NFL, and you got to be ready to play. You don't know what's going to happen. It's so precarious, unstable, but that's NFL, and that's the drama, and that's why we watch it. Uh, the, the challenge, we, we saw this last year when, when you know, they brought in Cam Newton. It's hard to learn an offense on the fly. So – if you're looking to get somebody in there who you think is an upgrade over P.J. Walker, they, they may be a more polished quarterback than P.J. Walker. They may not know the system as well as P.J. Walker. That's the challenge. Do you look at somebody who maybe has some familiarity with the Ben McAdoo offense? Exactly. It, 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 this isn't just apples to apples. Oh, we got this guy because his resume looks better than P.J.'s. Is his understanding of the offense better? Exactly. You, you want a quarterback that resonates with the, with the coordinator. That's what you want. You want a guy that can step in and go, oh, I, you know, I understand the verbiage. I've heard this said. You know, I, I understand the communication. The lingo's not too different. It's not, it's not difficult. That's what you want. You want somebody like that who understands the mentality, the psyche of the offensive coordinator. And so that way, I'm looking for a guy who knows the offense. I'm not necessarily looking for the best guy. I want a guy that runs the office until – a Baker Mayfield can get back in the mix or something like that if, if something were to happen. Somebody so could just keep the car on the road. <laughs> just, to, just keep the car on the road because we said this is going to be a really kind of a run-driven team, but you still got to throw the rock, right? And then guess what's going to happen? Every team knows if you have a backup quarterback in there, they're blitzing because they're going to make it – they're going to put so much pressure and tell you tell your quarterback, okay, make the hard throw. Make the hard throw, and it's hard to do that. It's like trying to make a four and a half foot putt every single time. You're going to miss it. And here's something important too. We saw, you know, Baker is kind of the ultimate competitor at that position. He's a little tougher than most quarterbacks. We saw him not sliding in preseason, throwing a little shoulder into a defensive back yep. out of bounds. Like he cannot do that no, because you've got to keep him upright <laughs> for a period of time. It's like we appreciate it, we understand the the want, and the, you love the spirit, but. That's, what, that's what got him in trouble in Cleveland last year with his other shoulder was after an interception running that guy down and making the tackle. Yeah, so Baker may have to temper his aggressiveness a little bit. And we got to remember, too, Baker is still learning this offense. Now, he'll have three weeks as QB1 before we get to Cleveland, but he still doesn't have full mastery of this offense, nor is that expected given how late he got here. And don't forget what happens is every week you game plan for another team. And so you're game plan for another team. So you're going to put in another five, six, seven, eight plays for this team based on what you see and based on what you've done in preseason. So Baker is going to be learning every single week a new scheme, a new something and wrinkles because, it's, uh, because of the new team they're facing. He'll, he'll definitely have the base, of course, but he has to learn something every new. Everybody does. All right, we're back with our final thoughts after this when Panther Talk continues. <laughs> Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Final segment, Anish Shroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki. Uh, Eugene, we're now done with preseason games. Panthers go 2-1. and one. 
off this coming weekend and then Cleveland the following weekend, week one of the NFL season. As we get now down to the last, what, week of yes. preseason before it's game week, give me the biggest question you have about this Panthers team and the area you, you feel the most confident. You know, I, I think you have to be able to stop the run. I think it's going to be incumbent upon that front seven, the four-down linemen, three linebackers. you got to be able to shut down the run. I mean, we did a great job in third-down percentage, 34%. Excellent. That's excellent. However, I mean, we gave up 109.3 yards. I'm telling you, in the, in the season, that's going to get even worse. And you don't, you got to stop that. So I'm looking for that defensive front to be nasty. I not as brown. Um, Roy, uh, I want them to be real nasty and get after it. And our linebackers, we got to get some linebackers that are nasty dogs, bust you in the mouth, people. And I tell you what, with that, with that secondary, watch out because that defense is able to shut people down. This team could go a long way because they're going to keep you in the game. I think um, and that's that's a great pick. I probably would have picked that first, but I'll pick something different just because uh, the matchup with Cleveland. It's not just Miles Garrett. It's Jadavian Clowney. I mean, that's a that's a really good overall defense. They got Denzel Ward in the secondary. They got a lot of talent there. I think it'll be a real test for the new Panthers offensive line, which is much improved talent wise, but it's new. As in Iki Aquanu, new Brady Christensen at left guard. Bradley Bozeman just got back today to health. Obviously, you got a competition going on with Pat Elfline there. So I, I think you know the Browns can throw a lot at you on that on their defensive front seven. That will test the Panthers' offensive line as far as a matchup goes. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I like where we are, and I like the fact that when you bring a Christian McCaffrey back in the mix, see, we were trying to run Tuba Hubbard a lot. He he becomes your guy, and Christian McCaffrey will make any offensive line. Very, very good. Christian McCaffrey, hopefully with this offensive line, doesn't have to break as many tackles in the backfield as he had to in the past. But a healthy McCaffrey. Yes. Jim, you and I saw him at practice today. I, I mean, he was breaking ankles, making guys if look you silly. you make your fantasy football pick, McCaffrey is back. I mean, he is healthy right now, and there is no lingering anything from last year right now. How many, people, how many people have you told that to? Draft Christian McCaffrey. Everybody. I mean, yeah. it's free <laughs> advice. It should be common sense at this point. <laughs> draft Christian McCaffrey. You're getting your fantasy football fix. Take him in the first round. If he slips to you in the second round, steal. That's it for Panther Talk. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule. Brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the Army! Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. 
Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 